Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, man once who was walking along by the, by the sea and he found that his foot tripped against a bit of a pouch or something and so he picked it up and he found there were stones inside so he began to take the stones one by one and to throw them as far as he could out to the sea and as he threw each stone far out into the sea he said to himself when I get rich I'm going to buy myself a fine house. And then he took another stone and he threw it as far as he could into the sea. And when I get rich, I'm going to buy some fine clothes. And a third one he threw far away. And when I get rich, I'm going to have some wonderful food. And, and so on. All sorts of dreams about all sorts of wonderful things he was going to do in the future. Until he went down to the last stone. And when he took out the last stone, somehow a sunbeam or something hit off the stone and it glistened a little bit. And he realized, he looked again at the, at the stone, he found it wasn't a stone, it was a diamond. He'd been throwing diamonds far out into the sea. He'd been dreaming about future treasures that he might never have. But he'd been throwing away the treasures that were in his hand. Sometimes there are treasures in life that we have in our hands, and sometimes we don't realize it. We can ask our Lord to open our eyes so that we can see those treasures, savor them, use them, thank God for them, go as far as we can with those treasures. One of the treasures that we can learn to savor a bit in this house is the treasure of the formation that we receive and part of that formation is formation to have what's called a plan of life it's a term saint jose maria like to use a lot a plan of life generally in life it's very good to have a plan books about management and people who deal with management they talk a lot about plans <coughs> and having a specific plan for each specific activity that our time that we're about to do or that, we're, or that we have. I heard somebody say once that what is planned for generally gets done. When we write down our plan on a piece of paper, it's as though we know that what I have to do this afternoon or this week or this month helps us not to forget things, helps us to be more organized. It concretizes things. Things that are not planned for, well, they're just sort of ideas in our head that float around the place. Often they don't have any practical translation into reality. <coughs> and so plans are very good things. And a plan of life basically refers to a plan for our spiritual life. 
it's good to have plans for every aspect of our life, our professional life, our domestic life, our apostolic life, our sporting life. Every area of our life can have a plan. It's a good thing. But if our spiritual life is one of the most important aspects of our life, then all the more important that we would have a plan for it. Pope St. John Paul, in nearly all of his encyclicals, he says how there are three important questions that every human person must ask themselves continually throughout their life. Where have I come from? Where am I going? What is my life all about? And he said, to a large extent, the happiness that we achieve in this world may depend on the answers to those questions. And the formation that we receive in this house will help to formulate those answers to those questions. <coughs> and if the most important thing in our life is to get to heaven, that's what life is all about. That's why we're here. The immortality of the soul and the goal of the soul, the destiny of the soul. That's what everything is all about. It gives meaning and purpose to every single thing that we do in this world. But then very important that we have a plan for our spiritual life. <coughs> and St. Maria outlined certain spiritual activities then that we try to practice every day in order to live that plan and to put that plan into practice. Our Lord said in the Gospel, it's important to pray always. And so our plan of life is like a system that we have that helps that goal or that idea, not just to be a, a nebulous idea in the clouds, but concretizes it in a concrete way every day. <clears throat> no matter where we are or what we're doing, or what the circumstances of our life are, and so the first aspect of the plan of life is to say the morning offering. Try and jump out of bed as fast as we can, live in the heroic minute, and then to say that morning offering, whereby we offer to our Lord every single little thing that we are going to do today. Everything for the glory of God. My thoughts, my words, my actions, my feelings, my sufferings. So in the very first moment of the day, we're trying to convert everything into prayer. We're helping our soul to breathe. And we're helping our soul to infuse the whole of our body with that spiritual life that God wants us to have. The Psalms say, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see for yourself that he's truly wonderful. When we give that spiritual touch to everything we do, well, everything acquires a new meaning and a new purpose. We've offered it to God. The cleaning of this table, or the polishing of this floor, or the setting of this table, or the ironing of this particular piece of clothing, or the class that I'm about to attend, or the homework that I have to do, or the exam that I have to study for, or my conversations with my friends, my relaxing and enjoyable moments, everything gets brought into a unity 
The apostles, when they first met our Lord, they asked him, Master, where do you live? And he said, come and see. Our Lord invites us with those same words, come and see. Enter into my heart. Enter into a closer relationship with me. Have a period of mental prayer each day, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 15 minutes. A period that you have planned at a specific time, whereby you will come to the oratory, or it can be anywhere, but preferably in the oratory is the best place for us to pray. And we spend time with God. And we talk to him about the ordinary things. Or maybe we use a book like The Way, Try and make as much use of as possible of that little book, The Way, while you're in this house. It's changed the life of many people. It's a series of little reflections. You maybe read one or two or three and then talk to our Lord about those little points that you've read. It can change your life. It can be the basis of prayer. It can help us to put more order in our life and lead that plan put that plan into practice in a concrete way. Our soul needs those moments of prayer, moments of contact with our God, whereby we talk to him in the intimacy of our soul. As a deer longs for flowing streams, so longs my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God, when shall I come and behold the face of God? John Paul II liked to say that in Christ we find the meaning and the purpose of our life. And so many great things depend on that little period of mental prayer that we try to organize in our day, and to which we try to give priority. One of the important aspects of our plan of life is the priority that we give to these activities. St. <coughs> Jose Maria called them the norms, the norms of our plan of life. And one of the key ideas of these norms is that they have to come first. We put them first. There was a lady once who stood up at a get-together with Blessed Alvaro del Portillo in Dublin. <coughs> said, Father, I am a mother of eight children. I have no home help. I have to do the washing and the cooking and the ironing and the cleaning and the marketing and I have to bring my kids to school and so many other things. How can I find time in my busy day to be able to fulfill some norms of the plan of life? Well, her question was very relevant. We could all ask the same question. How can I find time? I'm a student and keep on Jamie. I have a lot of homework to do, I have classes to attend, I've got to get to school, I've got to get home again, and then I've got duties to look after here, I've got this job and that job, and I have to call my mother, and I have to look after this other thing, and I have to think about that cousin of mine. How can I find time in my busy day to give time to God? Hmm? Blessed Alvaro del Portillo answered her, saying, well, you know, it's true, you're a very busy person. You have many things to do. The litany of things you have to do is, is very impressive. In fact, it's endless. But he said, you've left something out of your litany. You've left God out of your litany. 
you put God into the litany of things that you have to do every day and you put him first and then you'll find time for all the other things. That's the key. To put God first. To give priority to our norms. And you see, when we put God first in our life, well, then all the other things fall into place. You find that, well, I, I thought I was very busy with a whole series of other things, but now that I'm living these norms of the plan of life, well, I see that it all fits. Perhaps I wasn't as busy as I thought I was. In fact, perhaps I was pretty good at wasting an awful lot of time thinking about this or that or something else. But now that I put God first, suddenly I see with greater clarity what's important and what's not so important are things that can wait, are things that I was giving an awful lot of time and importance to that perhaps are not so important. But when I focus on the really important things in life, suddenly I see things in a different light. And so living the priority of the norms of our plan of life imposes a certain order in our life. And order gives peace. Order has been defined as the peace of having things in their right place. And peace is a great treasure to have in our life, a greater peace, because things are in their place. And you can say that about any aspect of order. We go to our drawer or to our cabinet and things are all over the place. Well, we can find, spend 10 minutes looking for something that we, that we might be looking for. But if everything is in its place, that gives us a peace, it gives us a joy. I can find things immediately. Sam says, O oh God, you are my God, I seek you, my soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where no water is. I stretch out my hand to you, my soul thirsts for you like a parched land. Make haste to answer me, O Lord. My spirit fails. Hide not your face from me. If we try to have a little period of spiritual reading every day, and again, the treasure of that spiritual reading cabinet, the anti-oratory, is something to make great use of while we're in the centre. Those books have been very specially selected. There are treasures there. Treasures of gold, golden ideas that can shape our soul and shape our life, shape our values, shape our apostolate, shape all the good that we can do in the world with our friends, with our acquaintances, with future people that we may meet. There's a whole amount of formation that we can absorb from those books that are there. So spiritual reading is a very important activity. But unless we make a definite time for it, well, it will never get done. Hence the importance of a plan. At this time, I do my mental prayer. At this time, I do my spiritual reading. And even write it down in your piece of paper or in your diary or something. I live by this schedule. <clears throat> a schedule imposes order in our life. There was a school kid once who had a tutor. And the tutor was trying to tell them that for the weekend he should try and have a schedule. And the kid said, I don't want a schedule. I have a schedule all week. The weekend I want to be free. 
I don't want to be tied down by classes and homework and things I have to do. I want to live a free spirit. But the tutor sort of encouraged him, well, you try and have a schedule, plan your weekend, and you'll find that you may get an awful lot more things done than if you just try and be free. <laughs> and so the kid tried to have a schedule and experimented a little bit, and to his great surprise, find that, well, when I have a schedule, it's true, I get an awful lot more things done. And so the weekend became far more fruitful. So to impose that order in our weekend, in our week, in our days, a great habit, a great virtue to get into. And those spiritual activities have a great role to play in that. Later in the morning, because hopefully we try and get these things done in the morning, early in the day. Because if you leave the norms to the last thing in the day, well, the day can get very complicated. We can get phone calls, we can get new duties, we can get new assignments. We thought every day was going to be nice and smooth and, and simple, and suddenly the day gets very complicated. Because I get this message, or I get this piece of news, or I'm asked to do something else, or there is jam somewhere. And so the trick is to get everything done early, the earlier in the day. And some days in your life you might even realize, well, I have to get up a bit earlier to get my spiritual reading done. Because it becomes so much a part of your life. You see, there are certain activities in our life that <clears throat> if we don't do them, we'll, we realize there's something that I've forgotten to do. Maybe it's making my bed, or if I, I didn't brush my teeth this morning, by 11 o'clock we're wondering, well, there's something funny in my day I, that I forgot to do. <coughs> then we realize, oh, I didn't brush my teeth, or I didn't comb my hair. And there are certain basic things that something bothers us if we forgot to do them. Well, hopefully the norms of our plan of life become a little bit like that. And so someday I... I feel I have to get up early in order to make sure I get my spiritual reading done or my prayer. Because then I'll feel right for the day. I feel there's order. I know where I'm going. I know what my life is all about. And if you can try to get into the habit of living this plan of life while you're here, well, hopefully it'll be one of those treasures that you will carry with you for the rest of your life. Those practices, that treasure that help your soul to be on the right track. <clears throat> because someday we, well, we're going to die. And if we're able to look back and say, well, I, Lord, I've tried to be close to you every day of my life. I've tried to live these practices. Well, then we have a real spiritual life going. And you'll find that will lead to other treasures, spiritual treasures, ideas, truths, beauty, love, that you will be able to give to other people. Because everybody's soul and heart is like a, a deer that longs for flowing streams. They're looking for truth and beauty and love. And because of those practices, you have things to give them. Our Lady said, my soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. And hopefully our soul too will magnify the Lord. People will discover something there in the background of our life. It gives a new spark, a new meaning, a new purpose. And hopefully later in the morning we, we say the Angelus or the Regina Chaley, that 12 o'clock appointment with Our Lady, something very special, very brief, very simple. But no matter where we are or what we're doing, 
It could be in a matake, it could be on the top of a mountain. We could be in the supermarket where we stop and we say that Angelus, because this is my appointment with Our Lady. And again, this is something important. So I stop what I'm doing for that 12 o'clock appointment because I have an appointment with the most beautiful and most important lady in the whole world. I ask her for things and I tell her things, how my day is going. I make that contact. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. Every time that we try to fulfill one of these norms of our plan of life, God gives us a special grace, a special joy, maybe a special idea, a special, special bit of light. And all the time we're growing forward in our love of him. And so after lunch or in some other moment of the day, it can be good to make a little visit to the Blessed Sacrament. Hopefully when we come in and out of the house, we try and go to the oratory, make a genuflection, say some little words of affection to our Lord present in the tabernacle. Hi Jesus, I'm here. Like a custom that we live. There was a little girl once in kindergarten school the kindergarten school was beside a parish church and the mother suggested to her that every day at break time that she would make a little visit to Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. But of course, break time is break time. But so she flew into the chapel and she said, Hi Jesus, this is Mary. Bye. And she flew off again. <clears throat> but she did this every day. Hi Jesus, this is Mary. Bye. Because she had very important things to do in her break time play and eat and etc etc but then one time she got very sick and her mother was very worried but she told her mum not to worry because last night I had a dream and in the dream I heard Jesus say hi Mary this is Jesus <laughs> <coughs> and so that contact that had been built up friendship unity use those opportunities their goal and that's why the living out of our plan of life is like acquiring spiritual gold. An awful lot of people in this world spend their time trying to acquire material gold, material possessions, or material well-being. And that's all very well. It has its place. But spiritual gold is much more valuable. It lasts. It doesn't disappear like everything else in this world. So we have to try and go for gold and use this time and this opportunity and this grace. How we have all these things laid out for us. You see, possibly this is one of the reasons why God has brought you to this center. Nothing happens by accident. That you might learn to savor that spiritual gold and to acquire it. Invest in it, build up a treasure. And you see, our Lord often suggests these things to us in a very subtle way. He doesn't impose it on us. He just sort of lays it out for us, but then leaves the rest up to us, up to our initiative. Because he wants us to really want it. It was like when he explained the parables to people. He didn't make it explicit to everybody there. He spoke his truths of beauty and love in parables so that only those who really wanted to hear it, would find it and understand it. So he doesn't impose himself. 
He's really polite. He invites us to come and see, but he doesn't demand us. So the ball is in our court. And rising very early, her children said, Mark, going out into a desert place, there he prayed. Our Lord gave great importance to his spiritual life, the primacy of the spiritual. Very early, going out, he went into a desert place. He got up early. His prayer came before everything else. <coughs> and gave priority to us, as though giving us example of how we too have to try and give that priority to the spiritual things. And then like that lady, when we place God first, well, many other things will fall into place. Another norm that should have a place in our day is our rosary. There are all sorts of rosaries we can say. Rosaries while walking to school, Rosaries here in the auditory, rosaries while we're waiting to fall asleep at night. A rosary can be said in any sort of place. But at least we try and have that priority to get our rosary said. Have a rosary beads if possible. And when we come to the end of the day, well, there's an examination of conscience, which can be to examine our life, particularly our spiritual life. How have I lived these norms of the plan of life today? First and foremost, have I got them done? Did I live my heroic minute? Did I say my morning offering? Did I get my mental prayer done and my spiritual reading? If you spend 15 minutes every day reading a spiritual book, at the end of the year, you've spent 90 hours. 90 hours reading spiritual things. That's an awful lot of formation but acquired little by little, bit by bit, piecemeal. Did I make my visit to the Blessed Sacrament? Did I see my Angelus? One time, Blessed Alvaro del Portillo asked somebody who came to put a piece of paper on his desk, he said, my, my son, did I pray the Angelus with you yesterday? The person said, yes, Father, you did. He said, oh, thank you very much, because when I came to my examination of conscience last night, I couldn't remember where or with whom I prayed the angelus. But now you've tranquilized my conscience. Thank you very much. He lived the examination of conscience. I lived it with humility to the point of asking somebody if I'd pray the angelus with him. I wasn't worried about what they're going to think or what they're going to say. That Here I am preaching to everybody about the angelus and I forgot to say my angelus. <clears throat> and he had the humility to ask somebody say it with you yesterday. And so often we need the help of other people to remind us of things. Would you like to say the rosary? Would you like to use this moment to say a decade? Or would you like to join me for a rosary I'm about to say? Or could we do the spiritual reading together? Sometimes we need the help of other people. And you see, other people's example can be a wonderful thing in our life. Power of good example is enormous, and we live with people here in the centre that gives us give us a lot of good example. And with the people we meet or our classmates, well, we also have to try and give them good example. Sometimes good example can change people's lives because it helps them to see that these Christian ideas or these norms of our plan of life are not just 
ideas that are there in high in the sky and high in the sky they're concrete realities that we can live in a concrete way that help us to be with Jesus throughout our days and to get the consolation and the joy of that presence of God in our life and often God will give us consolations that only he can give deep spiritual consolations that can be wonderful treasures and as we grow in life we might find that the the human consolations well they change I was involved in a number of Christmas parties in the last few months with the kids in a village in near Shariani and one of the things that person I was with who was organizing it was very important to give or to bring to those parties was lollipops <laughs> and quite amazing the influence and the impact of one lollipop you hold a lollipop out the window of the car and this guy used to say shika shika I think it was <laughs> they would come running two would come running and there'd be 50 behind them one lollipop can change the world and change the faces of these kids no? and the joy on those faces when they took one good lick <laughs> <laughs> or how they would fight just to get the wrapper off and the wrapper seemed to be stuck with concrete no? <clears throat> it's very difficult to get off that thing but they were so determined using every muscle in their body to remove that that wrapper to get it that lollipop no? well uh, quite amazing no? the the impact now I've forgotten the point I was going to make no? anyway the the human joys oh yes the human joys that we've experienced in life that we see will possibly well even the sometimes the adults came looking for a lollipop also they were quite happy to get a lollipop too but most of us might enjoy a lollipop a little bit but probably not as much as we did when we were four or five or we only had one lollipop every year or something no? But uh, so sometimes the human pleasures they pass a little bit but they can give way to great spiritual pleasures great spiritual joys that we realize can only have come from God and so we could ask our Lord for that grace to learn how to supernaturalize our life to be more contemplative to put a lot of quality into those spiritual activities to live our deadlines and getting them done in the best place at the best time in the best situation accommodating them to circumstances bringing them forward avoid lumping everything together at the end of the day being vigilant you could say we are we are worth what the norms of our plan of life are worth it's not enough to get some of them done some of the time we have to be trying to get all of them done all of the time we're told that our lady when she discovered her vocation <coughs> she went with haste into the hill country she didn't dilly-dally she went quickly to try and fulfill that will when we see that it's the will of God that we lead a spiritual life well like our lady we could try and go with haste to fulfill that spirit of that that's norms of our plan of life to fulfill that vocation to lead us greater spiritual life 
go with urgency, with haste to get them done, to have that plan. And that's one of the ways that we thank Our Lady every day of our life for the good things that she's given to us, for exposing us to this spiritual gold, the truth, the beauty, and the love that are contained in these things, treasures. Mary, may you help us to realize the treasures that we have in our hand and to make very good use of those treasures in putting that plan of life into practice every day. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into practice. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, and